Hey, welcome home. We're Jeremy and Sarah, and you are watching Legacy Television. We're glad you tuned in today. In just a minute, we're going to take you back over to the studio and pick up in the message where we left off. We started a message a couple of weeks ago, so if you've missed anything leading up to this broadcast today, what we want you to do is go back, and you can download them totally free. You can get those from our app. You can get them from our website. Uh, you can get them just about anywhere. We want you to get them. That's the point. All these things that we create, uh, I mentioned the app to you, the Legacy Studios app. Get out your phone, get out your tablet, go to the app store, search Legacy Studios or Pearson's Ministries, and it'll come right up. The reason we create these things is for one purpose, and that's to get the Word of God into your life. That's the reason we have the app. That's the reason we make the podcast. And those podcasts are so full of the Word of God. That's all it is. Sarah and I travel around and we preach in churches across the United States and around the world. And many times we take those messages, we bring them back, we put them on the, on the podcast, make them available to you. Why would we do that? To get the Word of God into your life. Why do we create the Legacy Letter, this magazine that we send out to our partners and our friends all over the world? One reason, to get the Word of God into your life. That's our greatest aim. Our assignment is to serve our generation with the Word of God, teaching them how to live by faith in the day of grace. So make sure you get these things, get them into your life and you're gonna be blessed. Babe, we're gonna get right into the word today. Why don't you take a minute and pray for us? Father, we love you today. We worship you. Thank we you, ask Lord. you to show us all that we need to see. You know what we have need of. And we receive today eyes that see Jesus, you, ears that hear his voice, a heart who understands who he is in us and who we are in Him. And we receive that today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Listen, don't go anywhere after broadcast. Sarah and I will be back to pray with you again and to say how much we love you. We'll see you then. Yeah. Rooted and grounded in how much He loves you and that you'd be able, verse 18, to comprehend with all the saints. Yeah. Yes. Comprehend, have a working understanding of it. I drive a car, but I have no comprehension of how it works. I don't know what happens when I put that key in and I turn it. I'm just not one of those guys. Maybe some of you are. Congratulations. <laughs> Maybe you're like Nate Schlegel over here. I call him an actual man. That's what I call <laughs> Nate. He, he can build stuff and it's amazing. It's just not me. He's got a comprehension of it though, right? Yeah. Understanding how it works and what makes it work and if something's not working, why? That's what a comprehension will do. And he says, I want you to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ. Yeah. My God, what would happen if all the saints knew how much they were loved. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Can I tell you what would happen? Faith. Faith would happen. Because faith works by love. Or I'll say it like this, faith works when you know how much you're loved. That's when faith works. A couple of nights ago, we talked about the disciples coming and waking up Jesus in the boat when the storm hit them. And they said, teacher, don't you care? You don't care? that we're perishing. And he got up and said to him, where's your faith? How is it you, you have no faith? How is this possible that you, after the word you've heard, after the miracles you've seen, how is this possible that you, of all these people, have no faith? Well, it's possible and it's revealed to us when they say, you don't care. 
Where there's no revelation of love, there's no operation of faith. Where there's no revelation of love, there is no operation of faith. And you can be trying to work your faith and you're making your confessions and you're reading your scriptures, but if it's not rooted, if it's not rooted in how much you're loved, it's not going to produce anything. That's like an old dead stick laying out on the ground trying to grow an orange. This is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Why? No root. Nothing given life to it. Rooted in love. Rooted in faith. Established in these things. Man, what, what, is, what is love? What is a, the love that we're supposed to be rooted in? Man, I was asking myself this today. I was making some notes. And I got to tell you, the first thing that hit me, I was like, what is love? And we're going to do a test. According to DC Talk. <laughs> love is a what? Love is a verb, baby. DC Talk, free at last, circa 1992. Come on, right there. That's right. That's right. Pulling out my big black book. Right? Right? When I need a word to find, that's where I look. Come on, you know this, don't you? So I move to the L's quick, fast, in a hurry, throw on my specs. I thought my vision was blurry. Right. Looked again, but to my dismay, it was black and white with no room for gray. A big L, or no, big V stood beyond the word. And that's when it hit me. Love is a verb, right? Thinking of a way to explain, yo, because you know when I'm flowing like a bottle of Drano, simple and plain, L-O-V-E, L-O, ain't all that junk that you see on TV, put soaps on the rope because it ain't worth hoping, there ain't no hoping, love is enough, is unconditionally given, now you're living out the Great Commission, come on, Toby Mac, Toby, Toby, God bless you Mac, that is, thank you DC Talk, God, that was, First CD I ever had. <laughs> I was thinking about <laughs> just the love of God. The lo- what, is, what is love and, and how, do we, how do we define it? And I, I, this comes to me over and over. I, you know, I think, I love my wife. I love this woman. And because of that, I, I don't do things on my own. I don't do things in and of myself regardless of the way they affect her. But because I love her, my decisions, when I step to intersecting paths and I have to make a choice in which way I'm going to take, I don't make a decision apart from how it affects her. I don't make a decision apart from how it affects our children. I don't, I don't decide anything apart from how it affects our ministry, our life. Why? I love her. Just simply put, I love her. Because I love her, I'm aware of her. Husbands, would you agree with this? Wives, you'd agree? I I, I love her. You love each other. Therefore, you are aware of one another. You're aware when they're present. You're aware when they're not. And I don't mind telling you, I go a little big brother on her sometimes, and I've got that Find My Phone app. You know, she's out shopping, and I want to know where she is. Because I'll call her. She ain't going to answer. All right, she's not going to answer because it's in the bottom of that purse, buried 
So what I do is I just get out that app and we're on, obviously on the same plan. So I put in my password there and I can see where Sarah is. Why do I do that? Because I'm an overbearing husband and I demand. No, I just want to know. I just, I'm aware, I'm attentive. I'm, I'm thinking where she at, is she okay? Everything going all right. I'm aware of our children. You guys have kids, every single one of you, except Joey and Kirsten. You have, <laughs> night's not over. You have, <laughs> you're aware, you're aware of your children. You love them. You, you're, there's, there's a constant mindfulness of them, right? That's what love is. That's what love is. It's, it's this realization that I'm not my own anymore. And I hope I could stand here and say that that woman has faith in me. Where would that faith come from? Where would, where would she have, why would she have reason to have faith in me? Because she knows what? I love her. I have faith in her because I know she loves me. I know she's aware of me. I know she makes decisions not, not blindly of how they would affect me, but, but we don't do things apart from each other. I mean, we talk about what we do. We talk about what we spend, and we talk about all these things together. And that's love. That's love in operation. I want you to put up 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. And with what I just said in mind, let's read this. For the love of money, the love of money. You all look at me like, where are we headed here? Just, I'm not totally sure. Just hang on. We'll, we'll get there together. The love of money. You've heard it before, right? Is the root of all evil, not money. The love of it. It's the what? It's the love of it that is the root. It's the root of all evil. Now there's people that read this and think, yeah, you rich guy, that, you need to read that right there. <laughs> but think about everything I just told you and everything you already know about love and what it means. And now ask yourself, I wonder if I've kind of slid over into this at all. Love, my love for my wife, my constant awareness of her. My attentiveness to her. My love for God. My awareness of His presence in my life. My attentiveness to His voice. His love for me. His awareness of me. Okay? The love of money. What's that? Constant awareness of money. Constant attention on money. Love, I'll tell it to you exactly how I put it in my notes today. Love equals service. Love equals serving. I love this woman, I serve her. I love God, I serve Him. He loves me, He served me. Jesus didn't come to be served but to serve, and He loves me and He serves me. The love of money is to serve it. Watch. You're sitting in service or 
Most of you are the preachers in the service, but you'll follow. You're sitting in service. You get direction from the Lord. Or maybe you're, you are the pastor and he tells you what to do in the church. I want you to build this. I want you to do this. Or I want you to sow here. Here's an opportunity for you to sow. And man, it comes alive on the inside of you. And you know it. You know that that's the leading of the Lord. You know that's the direction you've been waiting on. And you get excited about it and you think, God, that is awesome. Give me one second. And you look at your money. You say, okay, uh, money, here's the deal. God wants us to, to sow. Um, God, God wants us to, to launch out and put everything we've got. So I'd have to take all of you. Sorry, I have to take all of you and put it in this other kingdom thing over here. And I just wanted to check with you and make sure this was a, this would be a good time. No, not a good time. Money starts talking to you. Anybody ever have money talking to you? Money starts talking. You don't want to run out of me. That's a good opportunity, but let's use some wisdom. Because you don't want to run out of me. It, you don't even re really want to get low. Don't you like looking at me and seeing how much there is? Doesn't that yeah. just make you feel good and safe and secure? I mean, what if it rains, you know? And what if it rains hard and you, you need a little extra of me? And you listen to that long enough and you, you say, yes. Yes, you, you're right. I'm so sorry. God, here's the deal. That's awesome. That sounds great. Will you bring that up again in six to eight weeks? Because I just feel sure that that's going to be a better time. Who are you serving? Who are you serving? Who do you love? What love are you rooted in? Because he already told you what he wants to do for you. Is pick you up put you in a family, give you a root that will give you life, unbind you, and bring you into prosperity. Now you're either going to put faith in that and allow His love for you to be your root or fear over, of running out is going to be your root. And that's the root of all kinds of evil. Yeah, I was studying some of this today and the phone rang and uh, I know better now. Anytime a phone ring, the phone rings and it's, there's no caller ID, you can just assume on my phone, telemarketing or something. And I, I recognize the number. I answer it. Hello. Hello. And it's timeshare people. Timeshare people. And they start talking and, and I'm kind enough about it, I guess. I'm like, thanks guys. You know what you've called, but um, that's okay. We're not interested right now. Thank you. Okay. Bye. And I was standing in the kitchen when I said that, and our staff was in there, and everybody's getting ready for tonight. And, and Lauren, most of you guys know Lauren, she was there, and she looked at me, she goes, timeshare? I was like, yeah, how'd you know? She used to work for a timeshare company a long time ago. She didn't have to make those calls, but she knew. I mean, she just, she knew. She's like, yeah, you know what? That was the worst. She said, I quit the day they told me I had to lie to people. Yeah. Like, you had to lie to people? She said, yeah. She said, they literally came over and sat down at my desk and said, okay, Lauren, now what you need to do is um, make up a few names. Make up a few people that you've, that you've sold timeshares to and, and make up a story about them so that when prospective clients come in, 
you can tell them, oh, I sold one to so-and-so and they love it and their family enjoys it and they come this many times. You know, she's, they want her to lie. They want her to lie. And everybody in that office knew that she was a Christian. She was very bold about it. She's like, I'm absolutely not going to do that. And the lady who told her to do it, she just told me this a few hours ago. She said, she looked at me and she said, well, even Jesus told parables. <laughs> she left. She left. And I had just been reading this and that hit me. As evil as that lie is, you know what it was rooted in? The love of money. It was the love of money that said, if I, if I don't lie to these people, I'm not going to sell to them. And if I don't sell to them, I'm not going to get my money. See where that lie, that evil deception was rooted in? is rooted in the love of money. How much more evil when you and I start trying to manipulate something out of somebody. We, you know, people learn a few tactics about how to say a certain thing or how to, I know none of you, but seriously, like a, you know, shed a little tear, right? Turn it on a little bit. It's called manipulation, everybody. But even men and women of God have slid over into it. When they see it, maybe it started genuine. Maybe, maybe it started, they just poured their heart out to somebody and they saw a response because God had moved on people to give to them. And they thought, wow, look what happened. And that became a thing. If I do that, I get this. And the problem with it, there's two big problems. Number one, the problem is it works. It really does. Manipulation works. But the problem with that is whatever you're able to manipulate out of that person, either by lying to them or cheating them out of something or making them believe something about you that's kind of true, whatever you're able to get out of them, you're immediately limited to that. And right on the other side of it, you've just cut a hole in your own pocket. So whatever you got, now you're spending on whatever's breaking around you. Because you are out. You have, you have broken off the tree. You're not letting the love of God or faith in God give any life to you whatsoever. You're dependent upon your ability to trick somebody, to manipulate somebody, to coerce somebody into doing something for you. And now all of a sudden, whatever you come in, immediately it goes out. How evil. How evil it is for a so-called man of God to stand on a platform or a woman of God to stand in front of people and put pressure on them. Press and press and press. It's evil because there's no faith in it. There's no faith in it. The, the concept is, if I don't do this, how do I get my needs met? There's no faith in that. There is absolutely no faith in that. And the love of money, the service of it, the attentiveness to it, the constant awareness of it. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? If God gives you a vision, you get excited about it. But like tomorrow you realize this vision is going to cost a lot of money. And that's the thing with vision. It always creates a need. Vision from God will always create a need. That's why most people won't live with one. That's why people are perishing without one.
because they're afraid of the need that it creates. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television Broadcast, the Legacy Letter Magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. 